Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today, my guest is Adam McChesney. Now, Adam and I have been kind of circling each other in all of the social media circles, and I've been seeing his stuff, and he was seeing mine, and we finally said, you know what? We should have a conversation. And you know what? By golly, let's just go ahead and record this sucker. So (laughs) let me tell you the little bit that I know about Adam. Adam is a serial entrepreneur who is based in my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. He originally started as a medical device sales representative, but transitioned into entrepreneurship full-time in the midst of the pandemic of July, 2020. He took a chance and bet on himself. He now is running and leveraged his skill set in digital marketing. So he is running and owns Height Digital St. Louis, which is helping multiple companies grow their digital footprint in the world. And he's also the owner of Auto Glass Repair of St. Louis, which is really interesting. So we'll we'll talk about this different these different things. But here's what's really cool. In just three years, Height Digital is now a seven-figure digital marketing agency, a member of the Inc. 5000, and was recently awarded the Future 50 of St. Louis, an award that's given to the fastest growing companies in the city. So Welcome to the show, Adam. Jenny, thanks for having me. Super excited to finally be connected. And like you said, do it on the podcast live. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? And I think it's a great place to start because we're both here in the St. Louis area, which doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to know each other yet per se, because St. Louis is the biggest little city (laughs) of the wall. But Adam, tell us a little bit more. Can you give us a little more of your background of moving from medical device sales to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I stumbled back into medical device sales in 2016. So I graduated college in 2014, took like an entry level sales job, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I ended up quitting that job nine months in, moved back in with my mom and uh, lived in the basement and kind of worked odd and end jobs for a couple months while I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. Got an opportunity to get into medical device sales, ended up working for a company called ResMed. So if anybody's familiar with CPAP equipment, the masks, all that stuff, I managed about a $25 million a year territory here in St. Louis for close to three years. And back in 2018, I had just got promoted to that that larger role at ResMed. I just uh, proposed to my now wife and I was... So really looking at like the future of what that was going to hold for me in medical device sales. And it was long hours, really good money, but there was lacking some of that like independence and freedom that I really wanted, especially once I got married and became a father. So I looked for ways to make money online. I came across an ad that taught me how to basically build digital real estate in the forms of websites. So it taught me digital marketing. It taught me how to build a website. 
rake a website, and then run paid ads to it. And so from 2018 to 2020, I built 200 websites on my own and just ranked them and started selling the leads um, with basically without basically charging people up front for that. So it was results in advance, that type of thing. And then I realized as the pandemic was kind of coming into play, I'm like, I'm not going to be doing all the traveling that I was doing. Most of our customers were shut down in the medical space. So I had a ton of time to just build that side hustle up into a bit like an actual business. And so I took it from not really making anything to making a little bit of money. And I just said, hey, I'm going to go all in on this. So in 2020, July, coming up on three years in a couple of weeks, went out full time, did it on my own for a little bit, and then merged with Height Digital, which is where I'm at right now. And the Autoglass company came from one of those initial 200 websites that I built. <laughs> so it started generating five, 600 phone calls a month. And the guy that I was sending the leads to was like, Adam, I can't handle this. I can barely handle a hundred new calls a month. Like I can't pay you what this is worth. So I had a crazy idea to start the auto glass company and we've been in business for two and a half years in addition to the marketing company. Oh, wowzas. Okay, there you go. That is the in a nutshell history of. <laughs> and so with all of this experience, what would you say has been your number one biggest takeaway from that major shift between 2016 and and we're recording this in 2023, seven short years, what has been your big takeaway? Your personal brand and really branding is everything. So in medical device sales at, at ResMed, I had one other competitor. Like you were just going to buy my product or you're going to buy my competitors. And we had a superior product, but in all honesty, I was a superior sales rep, which is why I was successful. So I didn't necessarily had to have my own brand. I didn't have to do a lot of those things. And then I go into digital marketing where there's hundreds of thousands of options and personal branding. I didn't realize or even know what it was. That had to be at the forefront of everything I was doing. So I started that journey about a month into going full-time. So in August of 2020, but I realized when I was building those 200 websites and selling the leads to people, I was getting feedback the whole time from people that were working with other digital marketing companies. And everybody was saying, hey, these are just a bunch of people that are going to take your money and run with it. Everybody cold calls you and spams and all the online social media stuff is just a bunch of like show up and throw up of everybody promoting their stuff, not providing any value or anything like that. So Looking back on it, I realized I took those experiences and turned that into my personal brand, which I don't talk about digital marketing really at all, but I get most all of my business either from digital marketing or from my personal brand and my content. Right. So for those who are listening right now, this may be the first time they've heard about personal branding. Although if they're a longtime listener of the show, if they're part of my badass crew, They've, yeah. heard, they've heard me talk about it on a few different occasions with a variety of guests. But where can somebody so because as you know, I, I mentioned before we hit record on this, my audience are in direct sales companies, network marketing and multi-level marketing. So mm -hmm. how can they begin to build a personal brand that differentiates them from the thousands of other people who are number one with the same company and number two in a in an industry where there's a 50 million Americans doing direct sales and network marketing right now. 
Yeah, that is a great question. And we had 26 partners in, in different locations at height because of our franchise models. So we're all kind of doing the same stuff, all competing in the same space. And I have been super, super successful one franchise of the year in the only two years it's been around doing all of the things that I built on that foundation of personal branding, which is exuding from myself what makes me different, right? So people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. When you start to try to talk about your product and your service and shove it down people's throats and make you look like somebody that you're not, people easily see and get deflected from that. They will absolutely turn away and go to a different direction and buy from somebody else, even if it's your direct competitor or somebody within your company. You have to unpeel the onion and peel the layers back continuously to let people know who you truly are and that you're a human. I do my personal branding just talking to my ideal client. I talk about the day in the life of an entrepreneur, both personally and professionally. And so I don't really hold back from that regard, which puts down kind of the layer and puts down the guard of these people that are looking to do business with me because they're just like, Adam's just a human, just like me. He deals with a lot of the same stuff. He's married. He's doing all of these different things. And I have the same problems and issues. We both put our shoes on what left foot, right foot. Like those are the types of things that most people just go straight to the cell and they don't actually connect in in this environment that we're in right now, especially after COVID, we've lost so much of that human connection. So the opportunity, as crazy as it sounds, is to just be human and be who you are. Right. Now, so what what has come up for me recently, because as somebody who has now become a a voice for the MLM, a voice for the network marketer, I've had some people who are in more traditional business, and I'm going to put air quotes around that for those of you who are listening, ask me the question, like at one point, is there a point at which somebody putting themselves out there can be detrimental? I mean, yeah. do you have an answer to that? <laughs> yeah. so, so I get, so I get, I get that question a lot. And I also get the question if I don't want people to know my personal life, especially like I don't want personal and business to get intertwined. And I think those two questions kind of go hand in hand sure. at the end of the day. It, I wouldn't say that I've ever seen it be detrimental to me, but it has, I guess would say like fiend off or, or deflected people that wouldn't have been good clients. Right. That would have been good people to have in my network. So if I am true to who I am and I can put my head down on the pillow at night knowing that, if somebody doesn't like me or it becomes detrimental, I just save myself a lot of time, energy, money, and resources because I used to be the guy that would work with anybody. I'm like, hey, I need to, you know, I was in medical device sales. I need whatever business I can get. Like I was making good money and now I'm. I'm not paying myself for nine months when I first get started type of thing. So I used to be that guy and I and I wasted a lot of time, energy and resources along the way. So I think, yes, it's definitely a concern. Yes, it's something you should be cognizant of. But I think when you are actually true to yourself and doing that, you're going to get less people in, but they're going to be the right people. They're going to be the quality people, yes. the people you want to spend time, energy and resources with. Oh, yeah. And. And that was kind of my answer to the person who had asked me that question. 
Because ultimately, I mean, just looking at my two brands, when I first started coaching, my the first coaching company that I started was Level Up Coach. Yeah. Level Up Coaching. Yep. Oh my God, if y'all could see my face right now. It, it was very conservative, very boring. It was not me because yeah. I was... I, I wasn't really, I was still trying to figure me out. 37, 38 years old, still trying to figure out who Johnny was at the time. But then when I put out the Badass Direct Sales Mastery brand, <laughs> like it was amazing because it really helped me to begin to see, and especially with the podcast itself, it has, it has 100% brought me the right people. Yeah. And, and anybody who can't even listen to the show you can't listen to a podcast that no one else knows you're listening to. Literally, no one else knows you're listening to it. You're right. We are not <laughs> aligned. So I definitely agree with you on that. And and there's still, you know, a, a, a bit of, I think, trepidation in putting some of those things out there. I'm not going to say that it's easy to always be 100% yourself because there are sometimes when I put some posts out there that are, 100 percent right. jenny and yet at the same time there's gonna be some people who see that and go really <laughs> you know so yeah. so as people are developing a personal brand and and using this to help build their business what are some things that they should be keeping in mind that will help them continue to grow and evolve that process I think the biggest thing is make sure that there's a clear separation between the personal brand and the business. Mm. So when I made the transition from doing everything on my own to now being at Height, I did a really, really good job of branding Height. But nobody knew who my previous company was because it was just me doing all the work. And then I go into this company where I have nine full-time team members and all these different things. What I didn't realize that I was doing is I was actually selling myself as height. Even though I was the CEO of the company, I was basically the top of the funnel and they were going to be working with my team on everything else. And I never told anybody that like, hey, I'm going to still be the one building your website because I would have them meet the team. But the problem is the perception that everybody saw from all my content. They're like, Adam is height. So you'll actually, well, you, we're not going to see this on video, but mm -hmm. I'm wearing my Adam McChesney personal branded shirt because I made that distinction about a year and a half ago where all my podcast episodes, all my personal uh, branding, all my speaking opportunities, that's all done through the Adam McChesney brand. And then I'm walked them to the line of, hey, here's hype. And I still do hype branding and I still do all that stuff. But I differentiate those two things and I know when to do them and when not to do them based on the conversations that I'm having with people. Because at the end of the day, if you give mixed messaging and whether you say it or not, people can read, they read and they read into situations and they're able to identify and they're going to take their own uh, basically definition from all of that stuff. And so for me, it was very interesting about a year and a half or about a year and a half into doing this full time. I realized, okay, I understand why people are getting confused. I need to make this shit. Gotcha. Okay. And so knowing all of this now, because a lot of the people who are listening to this have an association with a particular company, or they might have two or three companies that they're working concurrently to see which one sticks. So in doing their personal branding, how, how can they begin to think about splitting their own personal branding from that of 
the company they're with, whether it's essential oils, kitchen products, jewelry, skincare, whatever. How do they separate those out? Yeah. So people look at me as a serial entrepreneur that just so happens to do digital marketing because that's how I brand myself. And the reason why I made that change again about two, two and a half years ago was because I ultimately want to set myself up for success and be much more than a digital marketer. I foresee being in digital marketing for a while, but I don't know if it's going to be a forever thing. And the last thing I want people to think about me is Adam's only a digital marketer. Well, mm. if my company, for whatever reason, I sell it, it fails, whatever happens, digital marketing goes away. I know now that I can go into pretty much any industry and people are going to be like, okay, they'll buy from me because I've created that know, like, and trust. I can go into anything and within six months, I'm very confident that I could, I could build up the same type of book of business that I have right now. The difference is, is if you're doing multiple things, you need to basically build your brand as being whatever people are looking for, right? So if they're looking for an expert in X, Y, and Z, you need to understand where you're trying to focus your time and energy on because you can't really split it between three different spots. I have three different businesses. That's why I focus on being the serial entrepreneur. So it's important to understand like what your long-term goals are, but more importantly, like what do all three of those things, if you're in three different industries, what is everybody looking for from that same thing? It could be customer service. It could be education. It could be something that I don't know about. So I'm not super familiar with those industries. Mm -hmm. You can brand yourself as I'm that person. Like that's who I am. I'll go into any of these markets based on whatever the time of the, of the year is or based whatever the need is, and people are going to know me as that. Right. And and I think that's I think that's becoming more and more evident, at least here in our industry, that the necessity of the personal brand is so freaking important because we have no idea what's going on. I mean, just about a month ago, there was actually a, a really big announcement from a rather large uh, direct sales company that they were removing their multi-level marketing aspect of their compensation plan. So they were going to a direct sales model and not having a team-based model. So when companies make a shift like that, it immediately impacts people who've been doing this for many, many years. And mm -hmm. now it's like, oh, I've been branding myself with that company. And now if I go somewhere else... Now what? How do, like it makes the transition more difficult. So that's why I've been telling people literally since 2017, have your own brand, <laughs> have people know you because frankly nobody's going to buy from you because you are, you know, doTERRA essential oils or Pampered Chef or whatever. They're buying from you because it's you. Yes. In this industry. Mm -hmm. Because most of them don't even most people, most Americans don't even know that there's three or four essential oil companies. They they may only be aware of one or two kitchen products. They may be aware of one or two jewelry companies. They may be aware of 17 skincare companies, mm -hmm. you know? And so that personal branding piece is really, really, really um, an important part. So once they develop their personal brand, how do they get it out there? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question as well. So I, I primarily used Facebook to build up my business. So on my personal Facebook page, so so short and long form content, 
Now I do a ton of reels on Facebook and then I've got into podcasting. So I have my own podcast. I have my own YouTube channel. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, all those other platforms too. You just have to get it out there where where your ideal target audience is going to be. So for me, that was Facebook primarily because it's a lot of business owners that they don't, they obviously have their business pages, but where you can really get access to them because they're out in the field doing stuff, managing teams of people is on Facebook. And they go to Facebook for a lot of information on how to grow their business and all those things. So that for me was like the wide opening that I was just like, okay, I'm going to run through it. That's going to be different based on a variety of different things. So you have to understand the landscape of where your target audience is, is spending time and making buying decisions. For direct sales and these MLM groups, a lot of that is also Facebook or social mm-hmm. media, these networks. You have to get started. And then it takes about 90 days of consistency to really take off. Where most people fail is they'll try it for a week. They might try it every other day and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Adam, this doesn't work. Because I teach, I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica tomorrow actually to speak to 400 marketing agency owners about the exact stuff that I'm talking about here on this podcast. I'm giving this speech now four or five times and of the entire group, less than 1% actually usually ends up taking the action, but then they get to reap the rewards. I post twice a day, every single day on Facebook at the same time for the exact same reason. It's consistency. It's people seeing that I'm top of mind. But it took me almost six months to get my first client that I could directly relate to that. But now, every single day, I get one or two leads that come in my social media because the compounding effect of now doing this for almost three years. Yeah. No, I so freaking agree with that because I see even in my own client base, you know, people who will try something once, maybe twice, and then it fizzles out and it's like, no, the, the key in anything in business is consistency and persistency. You know, be persistent, be consistent. So it's that doggedness because people ask me, how is it that you've made it four years with that podcast? Because I made a commitment to myself that I was not going to go into pod fade, not going to do it. I'm not going to be a, a bad statistic. And yes. it's even just that consistency of one episode every single week, sometimes two episodes a week when I get some great bonus content. Yep. Every once in a while, right? It's it's that consistency that has made me so successful in the podcasting space. That's what brings that about. And so I, I just want to underline what you're saying there for the listener, 90 days, 90 days of consistency. You can do anything for 90 days, y'all, anything. Right. Post twice a day in the channel where your people are. So, and it's gonna work. Now, I wanna say for anybody who has listened to, there was an episode that came out, oh gosh, probably six weeks ago. Her name is uh, Dana McWilliam and she is with Pure Romance and she started a TikTok channel and posted three to five times a day on TikTok doing all kinds of posts and all kinds of videos about a variety of sexual education and wellness information. But after a number of months of doing this and building a following, she had a month last fall. So we're recording this in spring, early summer-ish of 2023. She, in October of 2022, had a five-figure month in sales just from TikTok. 
That's amazing. That is not including her home parties. That is not including her team overrides. That was not including it. She had over $10,000 in sales from TikTok, y'all. So I'm just saying, find your channel, stick with it and be consistent. Because hers is not the only story I've heard like that for either TikTok or Facebook Reels. So, yeah. And so in making that decision, so let's let's go down that road a little bit because you're in digital marketing. So maybe you can help us understand how do people decide whether to do something like TikTok or Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels? Like, is there a difference anymore amongst the three of them? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it depends on your industry. It depends on, you know, your location. If you can sell all over the country or if it has to be in a specific market too. Because the one conversation, everybody's like, oh, I just want to go viral on TikTok or I want to have an Instagram reel where everybody knows who I am and I want to get 3 million views. Like, okay, what what's the purpose behind that? Oh, I just... I just want to do it. Well, then why want to do it for your business, right? Like if it's not going to bring back direct revenue now, of course, you can build up your brand and do affiliate stuff. And I mean, of course, right. But we're talking about what you came to talk about, which is your immediate business stuff. So the first place people go wrong is they want to go what everybody else is doing. Usually if everybody else is doing it, it doesn't make it right. You can go down your own path and do like the non- sexy thing and just do the work and and be consistent and build that up. So while everybody's off over here chasing the shiny object, you can go to where it's easy to do. It's going to take a little bit longer, but you're going to have more consistency and there's going to be a better opportunity for that benefit and that payout. So most of the time I'm like redirecting people like, no, no, don't go down that, that alley. Think about where your last 10 customers came from. Like think about where your last 10 customers came from. And then also think about where your best 10 customers in the lifetime of your business came from. So I always have that exercise for myself and our team, but also for our clients. And we go back and revisit that every quarter because sometimes things change. Mm. All of those clients are going to have a couple of the characteristics, both in the last 10 and the best 10. You want to go back to where you got the most money, the most profitability, you spent the less time, the easiest customers, the one that were raving reviews, and that also referred you 10 more people. But you want to stop going to where you have to spend a bunch of time and energy, takes a bunch of resources, all of those things. And usually there's something where if you're like, well, they were all word of mouth, but they're my best 10. Okay, we'll continue doing that, but find out where those 10 people are spending their time online. Mm. Because probably more people like that, that you can then find online and build up that channel. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. Y'all, if you're not driving, pause and go do that exercise like right now. Like right now, go do it right now and then come back and finish the rest of this. Because I I think it's, it's important for people to understand that because when I, when I look at where I get my clients from, where they come from. More than 90% of my clients come by referral. And they just come by referral because nobody's going to Google and searching direct sales coach because guess what? Nobody knows we exist. (laughs) You know? So I spend my time and my effort networking. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that makes sense. Right. But there are other people who, depending on the problem that your products and services solve, they are Googling the crap out of that. And if you can find where that is and, and promote that way, 
it's going to be extremely beneficial for you to go that direction. So um, yep. I think that's I, I think that's just really brilliant to to do that particular activity because now I'm going to go do it and see. <laughs> <laughs> It's helpful. I, I want to know for myself, like, ooh, where did my last 10 come from? And, oh, who have been my best 10 clients, which is going to be really hard. So if any of you are listening, don't ask me for that list. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> you got to take those common characteristics. Like for yeah. us, it's usually service-based businesses. So contractors or professional services doing $500,000 more uh, or, or more a year in revenue. They have a CRM in place. They have somebody other than the owner of the company that that owns the marketing process internally. And then when you have those different things, it's not to say we won't do with businesses that are above or below that, but that's kind of our sweet spot to figure out like, okay, does this even make sense to spend time and energy on? And then you start to look for those things and you start to find those people more often. Yeah. When you pass that out in the world and say, hey, this is my target. You start to get connected to those people. And then when you're in those networking groups and people are asking you, you know, hey, Jenny, who is your ideal client? Now I tell people that. And I used to go to networking all the time and I'd be like, hey, I can help any business owner in the world because we can do business anywhere. If they want to be on Google, like we can help them. Well, now it's like triggering different things. We started to get more referrals because people start to envision in their mind when I manifest that out, they're like, oh, I know this painter. I know this roofing company. I know this HPA because I start to take, to pull back the layers of who our ideal clients are. Yeah. And I did you guys hear how niche he was? Because there's millions of businesses out there that he could help, that his company could help. But by niching down, you know, so my niche are direct sales moms with ADHD. Love it. sales moms with ADHD because guess who I am? I've been <laughs> there, done it. I, I get it, right? So I niche down that far. Does it mean that I will work with someone who isn't ADHD? Sure, because if it works for someone with ADHD, I promise you the same system will work for non-ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. um, so have that, get those characteristics and stop saying anybody and everybody or anybody who because mm -hmm. everybody else's brain turns off after that. So Adam, this has been so good. And I know that you were kind enough to offer a gift for the badass crew who's listening right now. What is what is it that you would like to offer for the badass crew? Yeah. So we have a free digital audit that we do for anybody that's interested. Basically just tells you, hey, here's where your online presence is at. Here's some things that you're doing. Here's some things that you're doing really well. Here's some areas of opportunity and here's some things to think about. So they can head to the website that I know that'll be in the show notes, fill out their information, and then our team will get that and then we'll reach out to you. That is fantastic. So uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time and you're like, show notes, how do I get to the show notes? Yes. Let me let me give you the quick, quick and dirty here. Grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode. Scroll under Adam's picture and you will see the show notes or episode notes that are available for you. And we have the link directly where you can get your complimentary digital audit. So you want to make sure, see if see if there's anything you're missing. It's always nice to have another set of eyes and certainly from experts like Adam and his team. So Adam, this has been fantastic. Oh, you mentioned your podcast a couple of times, but you didn't tell us the name. What's the name of your podcast? Yeah, it's called Entrebrewer. So I bring on entrepreneurs and ask them a series of five questions and compare their entrepreneurial journey to that of the beer brewing process. Oh, 
fascinating. I love it. All right. So Entrebrewer. Gonna have to go check that out now. I know I've seen little clips of it on uh, on TikTok and Facebook Reel. So yeah. I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. So thank I'll go you. Do a full listen. So I'm and one thing I know about podcast listeners is when we find one good podcast, we want to go find other good podcasts because podcasts are like potato chips. You can't have just one. Yeah. So uh, Adam, this has been phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this information with my audience. I know it's going to be very helpful. And I always tell my audience, hey, if you're hearing this now, it's because the universe said, hey, <laughs> you need this info. So I so appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.